Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. I'll start off by saying I'm bored, I'm broke, and I'm back. <laughs> I mean, I got a lot. I wanna, I gotta get off my chest. What a, what a day! What, a, what a day! Yeah, honestly, it's been the the whole week. It has been a real roller coaster. Um, I know there are a lot of people out there who are confused and upset and frustrated and um, really just like kind of don't know uh, how to feel. And I'm with them. And I honestly, I, I'm surprised anyone feels as strongly about this as I do. Um, of course, we're talking about the fact that you beat me in fantasy football by three points. Uh, three points. Coming back on Monday night, <laughs> the Gumby football team pulling an upset for the century, winning 128.8 to 125.62 over the Zika virus. Uh it, it was an upset. It, it was really, an absolute upset. Listen, the the running back situation is completely untenable. <laughs> we we were both playing New England running backs against each other. First of all, yeah. no one should ever have to play a New England running back. And this is really what I want to talk about tonight. So you can all buckle up for the next 45 minutes because I have a lot of things to say about the New England Patriots running back situation. You know what? As much as our fantasy football team and our New England Patriots Running backs are important. I I heard and it's a rumor that became truth today. But did you hear that Dwayne ha- Dwayne Haskins, the starting quarterback Who? of your Washington? I know, I know, he was drafted pretty high a couple of years ago. Um, but of your Washington football team, he got benched. But 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 but. but. Became third string behind Allen and Smith. Did you did you hear about this? I think I saw something about that on Twitter. But with all due respect, let's get back to the point at hand. Sorry, sorry. Rex Burkhead. I really thought he was going to at least be able to get me a touchdown this week. I a just, one touchdown yeah. for you. Ah, oh, boy. Hey, thanks for listening. This is the Cult of Colt. You got Brian from Hog's Haven. You got Gumby from an undisclosed location slash Gaithersburg. My um, bunker. From the bunker. Um, there's a lot to unpack this week. Uh, I think. Let me let me let me cut you off. Let me let me ask you a question though. Yeah. Before we we, it's going to be a a day that this actually matters. Yeah. What you what you drinking? Um. Well, I'm sipping on a little Iron Hill. Ooh. Uh, it's a, it's called the Philly Special. 
and it is named after the, the football play, the Philly special. I will, in spite of the name, I will fully vouch for it. Iron Hill has a strong um, association. There's a really uh, a warm place in my heart. There was actually, it's a, a brew pub. There are like six or seven of them. One of them was on my campus in college. You've and talked, yeah. So um, I, I've always had a strong affinity for them. I was actually able to, while we were in Dewey, pick up a crowler of this Philly special. It's a nice IPA. So even though I, I drink it begrudgingly because of the name, um, I will say very tasty in spite of that. And uh, the football team, the Washington football team, did beat the Eagles earlier this year. Um, so suck on that. It is our one victory. It is. Um, it may yeah, be. So. It may only be our one victory, but uh, remains to be seen. We'll, we'll get. We'll get more into that. So, uh, what what are you sipping on? Well, so so I kind of went uh, Pennsylvania today as well. Um, I actually got my hands on the Yingling Hershey's Porter. Okay. Yep. Which has been all over social media. People it has. have been loving it, and I, yep. I found it. Now, give a quick review of the Hershey Porter. The first sip you have, it tastes more porter than Hershey's. Okay, but as you drink it longer, that chocolate taste just starts to kind of melt in your mouth and become very delicious. Okay, so it becomes a porter that could be an all-day, all-night porter, and I like it. Okay. I like it. I, w- I would give it, you know, two thumbs up. Drink it up. Well, so we're um, both uh, we're both untapped people, and for those of you who yeah. aren't. Um, I'm not even going to drag you into this, but uh, what, what's your what's your untap rating on this? Oh, and in the, the four, the four point two five to get a five on my untap rating, it's got to be amazing. This is in the four range, which is good, tremendously okay. good. Okay, I can drink this. I like it. So, what about your uh, your Iron Hill? How about that? So our, I think our ratings are slightly different. Mine is this is a four. Um, anything okay. ab- above a four is like bordering on exceptional. This I think is very very good. And obviously Iron Hill having a, a, a place in my heart, um, you know that that bumps it up at least a, a quarter. So you know accounting That's for taste and yes. Okay, so yes, you're right. Uh, that. What we are sipping on does have relevance because uh, there is that. I don't know if you've seen it, but there's that shirt um, that that people have. It's it's in the old. Um, I'm gonna say the, the Redskins font, so they're not using Ooh. that. They're not. Well, they're not using that font anymore. I have to distinguish it from Washington Football Team font because there are different fonts. Absolutely, the the W looks like something you found off of a bad word document because uh, they really went far into this by just adding that little niche in the W because right. that's creative but but you know what i'm talking about when i say yeah. that and there's that sh- it says this team makes me drink and it does of all days um yeah this this team today has given us a reason to drink and i, I, I want to say that we're both at the same time have our head have our hands on our temples and are massaging them and that was not planned it was reflexive it's reflexive it's very it, you reflexive just gotta start rubbing your temples uh. it's like what is going on <laughs> well I, I i don't know the answer to this question um i'm i'm gonna dive a little bit in but i, I want to mm-hmm. say that uh you and i've talked to a little bit today and, and your your thoughts are very direct and awesome so i want to really let you lose your 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 damn mind on this a little bit uh, let, let me take a first step yeah please and say and before we get into the, the haskins part 
Yeah. I'm going to dip a little bit into the, uh, you know, Alex Smith part. Yeah. We are one play away from having Alex Smith as our actual quarterback. $75 million and one hit later, he can become dust because Allen is our starting quarterback and Haskins is the third string. Yeah. Right now, we aren't dealing with starting quarterbacks. We're dealing with serviceable quarterbacks who can do just enough to make the game palatable. Yeah. We're not dealing with a winning culture right now. But what's your opinion? I want to hear your thoughts on this because, again, you have really put it into perspective in the last couple of hours. Well, and you and you say we we talked about this earlier today in so far as like I sent you a gif of the anger guy from um inside out with his head exploding and then you sent a gif of Ace Ventura going all righty then and then I sent a gif back of uh, Captain Picard face palming and really it went back back and forth like that for 5 or 6 hours uh yeah, I um I am baffled by this because it seems it really doesn't make any sense to me. It it yeah. it makes so little sense any way you look at it that I I I feel first of all I feel like a sucker for the fact that I've spent as much time today thinking about a way that it might make sense as I have. It's like it's not worth my time. I know that, but here we are. We're talking about it, and this is maybe the catharsis to get it off my chest. But insofar as uh, you look at, at Dwayne Haskins this season, um, yeah, we'll, we'll, let's start with this season. He's had four games as the starting four quarterback. Games. He was named the starting quarterback in camp with no preseason. Right. Again, not his fault preseason. COVID took his preseason away as it did to every other person in this league. Right. Who the league has started off slows. It has. And, you know, to to say that he's even been – he hasn't been good. It's sort of like, okay, where – let's put our, like, language skills to use. Has he been serviceable at times? Yes. At times he has. At times he's been bad. He had one really bad game. Yeah. But the rest has been serviceable. Serviceable. Like, he's been – he hasn't lost the games. He lost, he lost the Cleveland game, but the rest of the games – serviceable continue yeah so far so we'll i mean listen we're not like stat heads like we're football knowers in so much as like we watch this team and i mean there's no here's a here's a little peek behind the curtain no one really knows what the fuck they're talking about they're just it's a it's however confident you can portray like i don't want to put adam schefter on blast but like he has the cell phone numbers of gms and so like he just says what they tell him to say we can start beef with with national beat reporters at some point later, but yeah, well, you know, Schefter, right? Come on, man, total bum. Um, Haskins this year, one and three. He's eighty nine of one forty six. He's a little under a thousand yards, uh, four touchdowns, three interceptions. So his his, his TD to, to to INT number is kind of like where you want it to be, you know. But all the interceptions is one game. That's true. Yeah, I mean, let's not forget that. It's all one game. And then uh, he overthrew McLaurin last week by inches for another touchdown. So he's serviceable. I'm not going to sit here and say, he's our future. I'm not going to sit here and say, hey, he's the greatest quarterback the Redskins, sorry, Washington football team has ever had. But he's been serviceable. Yeah, 
But, yeah. But be, before we start attacking him, are the guys behind him any damn better? No, and that's that's really what it comes down to. And and this sort of, I think, is a multi-headed thing that you need to sort of dissect. First of all, the the guys protecting him are either injured or ter- or bad. We'll call it. We'll call yep. it like it is. They're not good. So it's not as though he's getting protection. His options for the people to give the ball to, save for Terry McLaurin, who actually I think is like a legit. I think he's legit. He's he's oh, legit. I think he could be. Yeah. Um, he's been keyed in on, and still has found a way to be successful. I'm I'm feeling very good about Terry McLaurin, but the running backs are trash. The rest of the receivers are not that good. The tight ends are not that good. So you're not really equipping him for success there either. So he doesn't have a preseason. He doesn't have weapons. And we came into this year saying, okay. And the team, to their credit, said, okay, it's a rebuild. We're in a rebuild. We're in an evaluation stage. They, they mostly call it an evaluation stage, and that's really the coded language for saying, like, we're in a rebuild, and that's okay. It's a rebuild. Absolutely. We have a team that we know who exactly who they are. Yeah. And we have watched them do this all season, understanding that this is not the team. It's going to be the future, but let's start letting these guys learn. It, it almost feels like a, like a, a season-long preseason. Like, yes. they're, they're figuring out who's going to make the roster and the roster being next year's team. They are, evaluation mode to me means who do you have that you can build around for the future? And the only way you're going to know with Dwayne Haskins is if you play him. And he has had four, like I said, four games under Ron Rivera. He has some tape from last year where he kind of got thrown to the wolves. He hasn't had a, 16, a full 16 games as a first-round pick guy who was brought in to be a franchise quarterback. And so the idea that you pull the ripcord, I, I think I referred to it as, as the parachute earlier today, before... I mean, he's, he's not even started 12 games at this point. You're very far away from knowing what you have just based on the lack of tape. He played one season in college. I mean, really, two full football seasons ago, he was quarterbacking at Bullis. Okay? So, when you think about it from that perspective, there are two possible outcomes for the season, really. There's evaluating what you have from your quarterback, either A, he's good, and it worked out, which is really what everyone wants. No one wants Dwayne Haskins to fail. Everyone wants the guy you took your first-round pick on to be successful and be a franchise quarterback. Some level of success in this, absolutely. You want him to be able to have the opportunity to succeed. Right. You have a kid, and he's a kid still. He is. He's very young. He's very and they say that a, a good quarterback needs at least a whole season, a whole season to learn. Um, and talk about how many examples of Hall of Fame to amazing quarterbacks that were their first season or a season and a half yeah, they was absolute trash. Manning, 3-13. and 13. Man- Troy Aikman was 1-15 his rookie year. I'm, I'm looking- and they, did, they weren't given up on. No. 
And, and they had trash teams around them that were rebuilding. We have the exact same thing. You let them learn. We spent a first-round draft pick. We give this opportunity to Dwayne Haskins. We let him have an opportunity to see what he's truly made of. And he hasn't done bad. Right. But now I hear people talking as if, oh, we have a chance to win the division. Yeah, well, and that's the okay. So that's the flip side, and and we'll, we'll dive in on that. But the the other option for Haskins is he is bad. Maybe he is, but how are you? How can you, in good conscience, say that you can make that evaluation as a head coach of that guy for just four games, and then over the four course games. of what, like eleven games in his career, if he and is maybe maybe a total thirty practices they've had to get with each other. If he is bad. Which I'm not saying he's not, because you know what? I'll be honest. Like I haven't, he he hasn't blown me away. I don't think he's blown anyone away. The if he's bad, you play him all 16 games, and if he's bad, you can say, well, we tried, we gave it our effort, we can in good, we we know what we have here. It's not going to work. We we gave it. We, we really tried. Let's go get Trevor Lawrence or whoever it is. Let, give me my first, second, or third draft pick. But they can't even say that now because they let's say let's say Haskins doesn't suit up again for the rest of the year. And he may. I don't know. Like, who's to say? But you're going to have people at the end of the year who say, well, maybe Haskins has figured it out. But like, we don't really know because we didn't see him play. So what are you supposed to do with that? What do you I honestly cannot figure it out. What are you supposed to do with him? Have they given up fully? I mean, I know that uh, Ron Rivera had a press conference today. He had a lot of things to say, um, and he sort of was gracious in the right ways. He sort of said, you know, like the players are frustrated and fans don't see that, and I just think it might be a better opportunity uh, right now. And, you know, okay, so you brought it up. You put Kyle Allen in, and, and I will quote, I will quote Ron Rivera today. He says, you know, right now we're looking at short-term glory. So did they just abandon ship on the plan that this is a rebuild? Did they say, okay, well, the NFC East just, like, sucks, just totally sucks, and maybe we have a chance to go, like, 7-9 and nine and get our teeth kicked in against the 49ers in the first round of the playoffs? Like, the the lack of of planning... And the lack of the ability to sort of stick to a plan is head spinning to me. Well, let, let me jump in. Again, I became a fan of this team in the 70s. Mm. I re- one of my first memories of the 80s winning these Super Bowls. You sit here and you hear him talk. He's looking for short-term term glory. I, As a fan, I don't want any damn short-term glory. I'm sick of that philosophy. I'm sick of those thoughts. I'm sick of hearing that. What I want to do is I want this team properly rebuilt. I want the right people where the right people are supposed to be. Ron Rivera is supposed to be that. Del Rio is supposed to be that. Bringing in Scott Turner is supposed to be that. The people who did not think short-term. They thought long-term. They let's take the name away. Let's restructure all this. Let's take everything we have and change it. Yeah. Let's re-change, let's change this culture so that we have a real team for long-term goals, so that we have a Super Bowl opportunities and Super Bowl chances. Now he turns around and says, short-term? If we win, as you said, the NFC East, we turn around, which we may not even do with a bad the team no, we are. No. 
we have this team. We lose in the first round of the playoffs. We get rid of the chances of good good chances at actual draft picks, and we turn around and we're in the same damn spot we are this year as next year with three randomly slightly serviceable quarterbacks and a team that doesn't work because he wants a short-term goal. He wants to look around and be like, look, we won a division. Put up that, that shitty banner. Guess what? I don't want the banner. I want rings. Yeah, and so... It to me feels like they are. I mean, I, I I sort of waffle on the idea of like fan tanking, like rooting for your team to suck. Like I I have I have friends who are Philadelphia 76ers like process fans, like the, people who are actively rooting for their team to just be like dog shit for a long time. And it's so it's very cynical to me. And I understand the idea of a rebuild as an evaluation tool. It, it feels as though this is a squad that is better suited to suck but figure out that they suck and figure out which ways that they suck than in a best-case scenario win a trash division and just get bounced in the first round of the playoffs and have, like, a bad draft position because there are a lot of things that need to go right in order for this team to sort of, like, take those measurable steps and you know what? Maybe the difference between the second pick of the draft and the third pick of the draft and like the twentieth, you know, there's a marginal difference there. It's sort of a, a question of value. But who who is really um, like looking f- for that like short term term glory? Like, what are you what are you doing it for? Because Ron Rivera is not getting fired this year. In there's like no way. There's, Pretty much no matter what. There's no, no matter what he's like. Yeah. He, he's playing with house money. He's playing with house money. They they could go 0-16, and, and he wouldn't get fired this year. And, and if you know that, let the young players learn. Yeah. Put them out there. See what they're made of. Truly give them an opportunity to play on the NFL level and see. Because, again, three games, four games in, between that and 16 games is a huge difference. Yeah. Let them learn. Let them be who they are and give them a chance to be the best as they can be because our best shot for being good for the long-term future is the, the kids playing ball right now. Yeah, and it, one way or another, you got to know what you have, and there's no way you can know. Like, How do you properly evaluate this team in the absence of the player who was brought in to build around it. And let's say he's not the answer. And if if you really had to make me guess, I would say he probably isn't. I have not seen anything yet to, to suggest that he really has it. He, he is the, the lowest-graded quarterback in the league. I get it, Peyton Manning, Troy Aikman, whatever. But, like, let that play out. And in the event that this is a... Jay Gruden, Robert Griffin situation where it's the quarterback that you inherited, then, and this feels really terrible because like he's he's still he's he's younger than me and way younger than you. No, no not not offended. <laughs> it's okay. Um, like let him sink or swim a little bit, you know? Like no, no absolutely. And, and then even in why. 
why are we almost, what, eight years later, nine years later, going through deja vu? Oh, my God. Why does this team keep doing this? And it brings me back to, to the most obvious answer is that Dwayne Haskins was drafted by Dan Snyder. Right. Dan Snyder said, this is my quarterback because my son went to Bullis with him. Yeah, he, he dra- Good job, he drafted, Dan. Good job, Danny boy. He drafted Dwayne Haskins because he wanted like his son to have a friend. <laughs> like, exactly. And, and if I was, you know, I, I, I'm not going to get into families. Sorry, I almost said something wrong. Sorry. I will try to be good. But, you know, and, and you look at this and go, and here comes Rivera. He goes, okay, this is my team now, Scott Turner. Here's our system. We all know that the, the, the Carolina Panthers system that was put together and that kind of Scott Turner has. If Dwayne Haskins is not the quarterback available for that and you wanted to win this year, let's talk about something that many people aren't going to talk about. Who was available right before the season started that knows the Carolina Panthers offense better than anyone else? Yeah. And would have gotten it for cheap. Yeah. Cam. Yeah. We could have had Cam. They sure sure they could have. Absolutely. There were plenty no of guys waited. out there. There were plenty of guys. Yep. But you could have had Cam Newton, who knows the whole thing, knows the Scott Turner offense. If you were looking to win now and teach Haskins that, that's where you went. Yeah, and the thing is, though, like they were very clear in advance of the year that they were not planning on winning this, this season. And the fact that they have changed their mind after starting 1-3 and three, but still somehow feeling as though that they could win... It, it feels, honestly, it feels like the early 2000s Washington football team fanned mindset on steroids. It's like, oh, we are so close. Like, guys, we are so close to winning a Super Bowl. You have no idea how close we are. Like, We're so far away. I'll admit it. You did it. I did it. Absolutely. We all thought this team for not in the last real, not really in the last decade, but like in the decade prior to that, we all thought that. It was it was not that far off. We were we were a player or two away. Yeah, yeah no, absolutely. We were very. Wrong. I don't feel that way now. This feels like that, but way worse, because yeah. it is so obvious to the naked eye. Anyone who's watched this team that they're like they're just not good. They're not good. No. They're not talented. They don't have a serviceable running back. They have one wide receiver. They don't have an offensive line. They don't have any tight ends there they have sunk all their recent draft picks into building a very formidable defensive line but really nothing to back that up this this is not a team so much as it is uh, a, a series of parts some of which are good and some of which are bad but none of which work in concert with one another but you have to take the time to allow those parts to learn and be together yeah and by taking Haskins out in this situation, you aren't allowing that to happen. Kyle Allen <clears throat> has shown over years, the last few years, that he's an average quarterback at best. What, he's like six and seven the last he's, – he's not a very good quarterback. Yeah, six and seven. He's serviceable. Six serviceable. So he's a quarterback that you just go, okay, well, you know what? No one else is left. And his backup now is Alex Smith, yeah. whose leg was almost entirely ripped off his body – and then had to almost have it amputated. And now he's just in the league and back again, trying to earn $75 million we talked about already. Yeah. And he's our backup. Literally one good hit, and he's done. Like not, not just for the day, for the rest of his life playing football. 
And then you just you walk away from Haskins where it's like you're not good. How, is is Haskins that bad? Do they see? I don't see it. I don't see him being so bad that he needs to be third string. He needs behind these people. We've lost our way as a team. We've lost our way as fans, and we've lost our way with our owner. This makes it worse. It does. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I look at Kyle Allen. Kyle Allen's ceiling to me is very obvious. Kyle Allen's ceiling is Kirk Cousins. I would disagree. Only by a little bit. I would say he doesn't quite meet the Kirk Cousins ceiling. I think Kirk Cousins has a better ceiling. And Kirk Cousins doesn't have a high ceiling. He's a game manager. Mm -hmm. A very well-paid game manager, but he's a game manager. I think Allen is a step down from Kirk Cousins. Yeah, he probably is. In reality, like, yeah, you're right. I, I think when they drafted Robert Griffin and Kirk Cousins, everyone kind of felt that Cousins was going to be the the guy who could manage a game and you wouldn't necessarily want him to start, but he might bounce around for a few years. He could be like a Chad Henney type if we're doing some guy remembering. Or, and, or even like a backup like like uh, Brian Hoyer. Yeah, Brian, like, okay. Brian in the Hoyer. league a long time, but, but it keeps playing every once in a while. Yeah. Okay. Uh, or, yeah. you know, and he ended up, I mean, we don't have to relitigate the Kirk Cousin era at this point. He ended up statistically being one of the most productive quarterbacks in franchise history. Some of that a function of the way the game is played and sort of changes. You know, the, it's it's just different. It's a different it's a different sport than Correct. it was when uh, Sonny Jurgensen was was playing. When oh, you know any Sammy Ball yeah. was playing, it's just different. So Ky- slinger. Kyle Allen, you know, you say six and seven career, uh, having to back up Cam, really coming in for injury. He was in a situation behind a shit offensive line. He's in, he's in a situation that's not too dissimilar from the one he was in while he was in Carolina with Ron Rivera as his head coach. We saw him last year. He lost to the team that he is playing for right now. So, you know, like... 19 to 16 touchdown rate to interception ratio. It's just like there, there is no question. I mean, Kyle Allen's not a franchise quarterback. No, no. So, so why did we bench Haskins? It doesn't make sense. Kyle Allen, maybe two years, maybe two years and he's gone. Alex Smith, maybe two years and he's gone. Haskins, we have to hold on to or cut him in for three years and now we have nothing. So is is except is, except for a chance for a, a couple of draft picks. But now you want us to win one more game that we're going to win before, so we have short term glory, so we don't get the draft pick we want. So we're, again, we're we're picking tenth or eleventh. Great, we've done nothing. So is Ky- Kyle Allen what you're saying? It sort of sounds like, and I know that we're looking at a very limited scope here. But are you saying Kyle Allen is a Colt McCoy? A little bit better, but yes, yeah, okay, yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. So he he's serviceable, yeah. He has flashes of goodness, yeah, and then the rest is bad. the 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 history of the NFL is littered with guys like Kyle Allen, T like yes. TJ Yates. Like I'm, you know, like I, my brain is just like is mush. It's like porridge. I just like remember players like this. So it's like the fact that like okay, well, we put. Kyle Allen, 
in as the starting quarterback for short-term glory. Like, those are two... That's a square peg in a round hole. Those two things don't line up with each other at all, in my mind. I, I think there's a chance, and this is my thought, is that if the difference between Haskins and, and Kyle Allen is one game. Sure. That Kyle Allen would win one more game than Dwayne Haskins. That's it. We're not talking about, like, you know, all this great glory and we're going to win Super Bowls. And it's not happening. So, literally, you're giving up five places on draft yeah. to put Kyle Allen in. Yeah. And it's just the, the, the whiplash really is, is what gets to me. It, it really is. It's exhausting. It's truly exhausting to have to feel this way. And just the lack of justification is, is painful. And, you know, I was, I was pretty vocal a year ago saying that under, I believed that under no circumstances should Dwayne Haskins suit up. I didn't think he should. I didn't. Th- I thought he should be. Last ca- year he should not. He should have. Yeah. He should have carried a clipboard for sixteen games because I truly do believe that quarterbacks who have an opportunity to sit and learn for at least one full season do much better than the guys who. So like non world beating quarterbacks. Like there are some guys who can come in and win immediately. Lamar Jackson yeah. did it. Uh, Patrick Mahomes did it. You know it happens. It happens sometimes, but. It is it is far more likely that you end up becoming Sam Bradford if you get thrown in to a shit team at a league that's an entirely different level than the one you're accustomed to. Now, listen, I, I truly believe that Alex Smith is a fantastic quarterback mentor. Uh, I had oh, 100%. I had the opportunity, Absolutely. like. Two years ago, do you remember the what's the name of the kid who's he's from here? He played backup quarterback for the team two years ago. I think he ended up getting cut. He went to Denver. He went to Gonzaga. Kevin Hogan. Kevin Hogan. Do you remember, oh, do you remember yes. Kevin Hogan? Yeah, Hogan. I had the opportunity with um, with First Amendment Sports to sit down and have a have we interviewed Kevin Hogan uh, in person, and he talked about uh, Alex Smith that he had had the opportunity because he, he was originally brought in by the Kansas City Chiefs for that camp, and then he ended up not making the team, and then came to Washington for camp and ended up not making the team. But it was also the year that Alex Smith came over. And what he said yeah. was Alex Smith was a consummate professional. He did everything he could in that camp to talk to and mentor the quarterbacks around him. Alex Smith knew that Kevin Hogan wasn't going to make make the Chiefs. Absolutely. But he was a really fantastic person to have sort of around. I believe that Dwayne Haskins would have been far better suited to literally just be Alex Smith's shadow for the entirety of his first year, and he would have been better off for it. You see it happen. I mean, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers sat behind Brett Favre. A lot of people thought to his detriment, but it ended up not being the case because he no. was able to sit Steve and watch Young. and learn. Steve Young, fantastic example. Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Some guys are just not equipped to go straight from college to being a starter in the league, period. And that's not an indictment on them because the fact is if, if you're Dwayne Haskins and you're at Ohio State and one of the games on your schedule is against oh, say, the University of Maryland, who maybe has one or two players on their roster 
who will be NFL players. And it's more likely than not that the, that those guys will be wide receivers because for whatever reason they are only these days are only able to turn out wide receivers. So you're facing. I went to Maryland, so I use the word we. Yeah. That's correct. We push out quarterbacks from the past yeah. and wide receivers for the future. That's what Maryland does. Hey, right? hey, baby. You know, like they got absolutely. There was a period of time where there were some pretty solid linebackers coming out of there. You got Dequell Jackson. Absolutely. You got EJ Henderson. This is my favorite thing, by oh, the way, is I just talking EJ. about Maryland football players from like 2003. Okay. E- even though we never won anything, man, we had some good players come out oh, of there. Yeah. They went and got their teeth kicked in by Steve Spurrier in the Orange Bowl that one time. Orange Bowl? Peach Bowl? It was the Peach Bowl. I know it was the Peach, Peach Bowl. Bowl. Yeah. The Orange Bowl, we actually, I think we played Tennessee and with Freegen and did a good job. All of that is to but say, let's, let's let's focus right back. All let's of that focus is, right yeah, back. I know I can deviate. All that we'll is, do Maryland talk later. Yeah, yeah, that's that's our next uh, our next show. <laughs> All of that is to say, so Dwayne Haskins, an entire game he played in college. I assume he played Maryland because they're in the, the Big Ten. Together. He did. He did. So he played. He played an entire game against a non NFL caliber defense, and that's like maybe we'll say seven percent of the entirety of his college career was spent preparing for a non NFL defense. He immediately goes to the NFL, where the guys he were pl- he was pl- he's playing against now, maybe one or two of them he played against while he was in college. Like Penn State, maybe turns out. Mm, three or four good defensive players. Michigan usually puts some guys in the league. Michigan State. Okay, you can you can game plan for one or two really solid defenders, but when every single guy you're playing against, it's it, the the difference between the college and the pros is it's the college the pros is not the fifth year of college. It is an entirely no. different thing. What less than less than uh less than one percent. Of of college kids make the NFL, right. so you're looking at the cream of the crop. So all those players he went against in, in the Big Ten, they and maybe fifteen of them, maybe fifteen are even on a team. Yeah, let alone playing against him. So you're you're the cream of the crop. Everything pops up. So you got to give the guy an opportunity. To learn, right. to adjust. So there, yeah, there's no, there's nothing wrong with coming out of college and not being ready to play against NFL players. There's nothing wrong with it. No. And I know that there are high expectations set by your draft position. He didn't pick where he got drafted. I have heard this before. Actually, we, I mentioned Darius Hayward Bay. He's actually the example I have in my head. He got picked yeah. by the Oakland Raiders. They spent a first round draft pick on him, and I remember. That it was one of those situations where they cut to him. This was one of the years I watched the draft. I don't do this anymore. Yeah. They cut to him, and the look on his face is just abject confusion and terror because I don't think he expected to be picked there. It was sort of one of those. No one, like zero people expected him to pick that high. And then, you know, he ended up being an like an okay NFL wide receiver, but like not, not a great one. But no. people labeled him. He he's still fast. People labeled him a bust. Why? Because he got drafted in the first round and wasn't an all-pro receiver. It's not his fault that Al Davis was like a like a ghoul, who, like a crypt-keeping ghoul who saw who really likes fast guys. Don't worry, he's got an 83-foot large uh, flame at the Raider Stadium right yeah, now. Yeah, well, he's just a, 83 feet Raider Stadium, Al Davis monument sitting there. So he's a ghoul still to this day. Yeah, he's he's, it's he's haunting Las Vegas. But so it's it's. Not his. Las Vegas, that's it's awesome. not his fault that he was bad or not bad. It's not his fault that he didn't meet expectations. No, 
again, he was on a he was on a shit team. So similarly, Dwayne Haskins was projected out as a as a first round draft pick. But it's not his fault that he got put into a situation where he just like wasn't really fully equipped to succeed. And right now, it seems like they're adding insult to injury with him because they are this if it, it feels like an additional setback. He should not have played last year. So what are you what are you benching him for this year? Do you think this makes him better? Is he better suited now that he's been humiliated? He was voted he was voted a captain by yeah. the players on this team like 2 months ago. He pushed all when covid was it. He was he trying to pull everyone together. He was having camps uh all in different places. He was trying to make everyone work together and you've just taken him and you have just disintegrated all of the good merit that he has done over all these months with all the wide receivers, all the running backs, and you've now everyone's now tipping toeing around on everything. Yeah. Everyone, no one knows what's going to happen next. Does that make people? It's it's a fight or flight situation. Agreed. Sometimes you got to do it, but you do that with somebody that's a cancer. You do that with somebody that doesn't matter. Here's somebody who's trying to be a leader, who's working hard, who who try to put it all together for everybody and you took that away from him and you broke him down and now he's not even second string if you had put him on second string you would say you need to learn you need to learn learn more okay i'm gonna hold the clipboard i'm gonna try no i put you at third string you're done with this team buried that's what was said you are no longer important enough to be on this team you are just barely above a scout team don't worry about picking up a clipboard don't worry about putting on a helmet. Good luck the rest of the season. Yeah, and you know, there's a, a not too dissimilar example that I think we can look to in in Josh Rosen, who was drafted as a highly touted, you know, f- first round guy. Uh, it didn't work out for him in Arizona. They cut bait. He goes because he gets you know replaced by Kyler Murray. They, they he gets sent over to the Dolphins. It ends up being benched in favor of. Ryan Fitzpatrick, and then they bring in Tua, and so now he's just sort of like floating around. Like I don't, he's never going to be a serviceable NFL quarterback. It just sucks because he's been totally beaten to death. And so, you know, there's a confidence level you need, yeah. to be a quarterback, and and you've taken you've taken that away. It feels the other thing with all this. It, it feels, um, let's say, for the sake of argument, that this move by Ron Rivera is to try to to motivate him somehow it just sort of feels like a uh i said this, it's it's kind of a dubious way to motivate a guy who you know is like really it sort of seems like doing his best and I, i'll say this so ron rivera seems to me to be a reasonable guy insofar as like a professional football coach can be like they're all lunatics but they're all like Agreed, they're all like yeah. different brands of lunatics there's like you know there's like joe gibbs who's like sleeping in his office and then there's like pete carroll who's like a 9-11 truther like they're just like different types yeah. of lunatic compared to those, those two examples ron, <laughs> ron rivera seems like like a pretty good guy like i don't know yeah. like he wears transition lenses it's weird but like he seems okay you know he's like he's like the cool uncle yeah, uncle like, yeah it makes sense like, i i I feel he wasn't my, I'll be honest, he wasn't my first choice to be their coach. I'm 
Oh. It seems like we we recycled uh, another someone else's good coach for the ninetieth time. In this team. Yeah, and it, I mean, if I had my if I had my druthers, I would have picked uh, Eric Bimini from uh, from Kansas City. I think he would have been a fantastic. It's it's kind of appalling to me that he didn't get an opportunity to be a head coach after basically molding um, Patrick Mahomes into a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Um, there are. This is what we do. I mean, we had all these, and again, this is going on. We should have a whole conversation about the coaches because yeah. we had one of the best coaching pedigrees lined up through our system five to seven years ago, yeah. and we let them all walk out. Sean McVay. I mean, uh, Lafleur up in, in Green Bay is having like one of the best starts of any any uh, coach in the history of the NFL. Now, Kyle Shanahan Kyle went Shanahan. to some Super Bowl. Sure. Like, like, yep. We're, we're looking at like, and that whole pedigree is there, and we let it go because of egos, because we can't get out of our own damn way. And this seems like we have once again fallen into that shitty trap of falling into our own recycling, where we're re back going to what we've done every single time. Here we go again. And. It's it's tough for me to say this because it feels completely defeatist, and I know that I've I've been a bit of a downer here. I'm just I'm saying how I feel. This is we're we're trying to keep it real here. We're you got to do it. You got to do but it. But part of me in the back of my head is like, okay, let's say they had made Sean McVay the head coach, or let's say they had made uh, the younger Shanahan a head coach. The Kyle, yeah. Part of me feels like it may not have made the difference. We talked about this a couple weeks ago because with the Browns, like the Browns are the Browns. Like, is the Washington football team like as long as as long as the insiders here? It kind of feels like they just have like uh, you know in in peanuts like in in Charlie Brown. There's that kid Pigpen, and Pigpen has like uh, just that dirt cloud that hangs around him. He's yeah. just like a dirty small child, which is. There's there's a lot to unpack there. I, I'm a big Charles Schultz fan, but <laughs> it's it it sort of feels like is there like okay, if Cam had been here, we're gonna deal in hypothetical here. If Cam had been here, would they be much better? I think probably slightly yes, but also obviously slightly yes. But like I don't know. I don't know if they're turning it around and like really figuring it out. Like is 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 it so systemic that they couldn't succeed even if you picked a different coach and a different roster of a team that was successful. I don't know the answer to that. It feels that way to me. I think you're right. I think that feeling is, is, is long. And this is the hard part. And, and I'm going to kind of loop it all back together. Please. As long as we have an owner like Dan Snyder, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Cause it like, if we, as long as we have Dan Snyder, we are in a situation where we're going to constantly repeat ourselves. Yeah. The draft pick, I guess it was 15th for Dwayne Haskins that we took that day was not a Washington football club or previous, whatever our name was. It wasn't a Jay Gruden pick. It wasn't a offensive pick. It was a Dan Snyder pick. And as long as we have him in control of this team, we can expect this disappointment, this being upset and this type of just pure hatred for what's happening to continue over and over again. We're fa- we're fans because we're fanatics. Sure. 
Phantom, he's fa- an owner Phantom, who's taking that away from Phantom us. Phantom is not rational. It's not. There's no, no not at all. And we're sitting here and we're trying to have a degree of rationality, but we we recognize like if you're still a fan of this team after the last 25 years, like there's probably something wrong with you. It's okay. There's a lot wrong. We're with here me. too. <laughs> yeah, but you know, it's like okay, if let's say Dwayne Haskins had gone had be, had been picked by the Giants, like some people thought he was going to, like would they be better off? Would he be better off? I don't know. I don't know. But it just sort of feels. It feels like we're in a spin cycle. It just feels so like we've been here before. It feels like we're going to be here again. And on today of all days where sort of it still feels really fresh, you know, you kind of just got to lean into those feelings and scream into the abyss and then have yourself a drink and just just get back after it, you know? Um, the uh, I, th- I think the we've said it before. And as we're, we're kind of looking around, and the reality is, is that we, before this season started, before we beat the Eagles in week one, this team has become exactly who we thought they were. Sure, yeah. And, and as disappointing that is, you said three, I said five wins, and it looks like I'm on the wrong end of that. Uh, now we have a quarterback change. We're having a team change, and I think all of us are in dismay right now. Yeah. Well, so okay, let's let's close it out with this with this question. What do you see as the end game? What's the end game here? Because the end game before was an evaluation, and it was a rebuild. It was what do we have, and what are we doing about it? Who stays? Who goes? That has seemingly been turned on its head because this sort of feels like something that's going to be incredibly hard to come back from. Um, You know, wins and losses aside, I think they have made the, the first part, the ability to evaluate, much more challenging. Because let's say at the end of the year you learn... What have we learned? We learned that maybe Kyle Allen is not a starting NFL quarterback. I think people would have made that same estimation before the season started. But you go Agreed. you go into Haskins' year two and a half or year three at the end of this year. What have you learned so far? I just that's really what comes back to me is like, and I, I'll be honest, I don't really have a good answer for this question because I don't really now know what the end game is based on this heel turn that we've seen today. When you're in the thick of it, as an athlete, every day, your desire, your goals are to win. Sure. There's nothing else. To, there's nothing else. You are literally blinders on about winning. Ron Rivera is an athlete. He was an athlete for years and years and yeah. years. He's now looking at this opportunity to win a division, which, which again, that puts you, that puts something in your pocket. Yeah. That's like, Hey, I've won something. He's now not thinking about the short term. I mean, the long term. he's thinking about the short term, yeah, right? Here's my opportunity. What can I do to make that opportunity happen? What can I do to win? Here's the problem is that this isn't college. This isn't high school. This is the NFL. 
where sometimes you have to overlook that desire to win short term for long term glory. And again, the blinders are on. You see this opportunity. You want to grab that grail. You want to hold on to it and say, look what I did. But at seven and nine winning a division, you didn't really deserve it. At seven and nine going into a playoffs and getting blown out by another team, 42 to 10, you really didn't deserve it. Take the opportunity. Learn who your young guys are. Coddle them. Help them. Make them better so that we have a team two, three, four years from now that's so much better than what we're watching now. Sometimes you have to go through a little bit of shit to get to better, to be clean on the other end, Shawshank. And that's where we're at. But Ron has lost that four weeks in and went, I have a chance to win a division. And that makes zero sense. I don't want a division banner up. I want Super Bowls. I want opportunities for us to be in Super Bowls. I want us to know that we're in the NFC Championship. And and again, if we lose, let us lose by, by three points and make it heartfelt because we know we're close. We're not close. That's not the team we have. That's not who we are right now. And they are exactly who we said they and think they are. This is not a winning team. No. Yeah, and when like when winning feels like losing, like you're really a loser. And right now, maybe they maybe they do get a game better, but the it's a you know not seeing the forest for the trees. It really feels that way. It really feels very short sighted. And I, I think we are programmed to not give this team the benefit of the doubt. Um, I think that's going to take a lot to overcome, and this this doesn't help. It doesn't make me feel more like I. F- it doesn't make me feel like the decision making has improved. Um, we're not there every day, f- you know, for better, you know, of course, but it doesn't seem like there is any set of circumstances where they can like come back from this. Let's say Dwayne Haskins does really well in practice. Like, Oh, he's been really trying. He's been figuring out in practice. Like that's not enough. Like the only way now it feels like that Kyle Allen doesn't, doesn't start for this team for a while is injury or just like being worse than Dwayne Haskins has been over the next four games. And I will tell you, um, I think we will see Alex Smith at some point under center this year. I think yeah, I think so. We will. Um, I don't feel great about that. Uh, we'll we'll sort of cross that bridge if when we get there. It's kind of a, a, a scary prospect to even consider. I just it it really feels. Whereas before, I think this is the most succinct I can put it. Whereas before, the direction we were going didn't feel great it felt like we were going through choppy waters it at least felt like there was a direction but now it feels a little bit more like a rudderless ship yeah we had wind at our back we had an idea we had a plan the wind's gone the rudder's gone now we're just sitting there however as a fan you know what would make me so much happier this season what would make you so much happier this season if we had last game at rfk yes and that is all of which is to say 
the Washington football team should play one more game at RFK. We, we're, we've seen the hashtags. We know that some of you are paying attention. Uh, Hashtag RFK. Uh, la- one, last, one more game at RFK. Uh, I'll get it right when I write it up in the show notes, okay? I would, don't put me on the spot like that. That's not fair. <laughs> oh, boy. I am exhausted. <laughs> Uh, it's been a long day, it has been and it's it's not even over. A yet. very long day. Uh, I will oh. I will say I first of all I appreciate a everyone who's been listening. You've given us great feedback. We hear you. We see you. We appreciate you. I appreciate everyone who's been reading on Hogshaven. We know that you're all lunatics just like us, and we love you for it. Just be a little bit nicer to each other in the comments section. The moderating thing is, it's it's okay. Like it's hard. Feel free to lose it on us, just not on each we other. We know you don't like the commenting, f- new commenting thing. Like there's nothing you can do about it. I'm sorry. It's it's not gonna go back to the way it was. Stay with us, okay? Hang with us. We're doing our best. The team is doing something and you're still paying attention. If you haven't stopped paying attention by now, I don't think there's really anything that they could do or we could do or anyone could do to make you stop. Um, yeah, you, you, you've got your, your, your little just keep cocktail drinking. there. Just yeah, keep just, 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 just <laughs> have a drink, go for a walk, go read a book. It'll, it'll be okay. All right. It'll be okay. Yeah, it'll be okay. And uh, of course, Gumby, I appreciate you. Thank you for taking this time to to rant and rave with me. There are very few people on this planet who I feel I can really just yell and scream and pull what's left of my hair out, and um, and I, I can see you do the exact same thing. It is funny that we both put our hands on our temples at the same time. Oh, that was hysterical. <laughs> that was not planned. That was ridiculous. And Brian, I appreciate you because you allow all this to happen. And again, sometimes it's good to get a little appreciation. Yeah. So, sir... I appreciate it. Yeah, you. we'll we'll keep this train a rolling. Um, sometimes trains are train wrecks, and you just can't look away, and that's kind of <laughs> where I'm at right now. <laughs> yeah, let's, it's going to go off the cliff, but here we oh go. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right, so for, for Gumby, you've got Brian from Hogshaven, and you have been listening to The Cult of Colt. <laughs> <laughs>